Hello friends, you are listening to Worst Show Ever. I'm your host CJ Boyd. I'm here with Casey Chisholm. Casey's a buddy of mine. We know each other for the longest time. Probably like eight. Eight, eight or nine years, something yeah. like that. We met in Oakland, right? Yeah. You did that interview of me. How long ago did, was it? Like six or seven think years ago? I think maybe six years. Because you were on the, when I asked you how long you'd been out, you were on year two. Okay. Well then, yeah, eight. Then it was eight years ago. Yeah. I just had my 10 year anniversary. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but right now, I don't know if the people listening can hear, but we're just like on a street corner under a light post near a shipping container in the middle of a parking lot. I'm just like I'm one thinking block, that one block up compressor the, hum is going to be in the background. Yeah, yeah. Dirt. It's just drone core. Yeah, hopefully it's not terrible and I can use this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it made me think of that the interview you did of me eight years ago, and it was like in front of Mama Buzz yeah. in Oakland, and I didn't even know you were going to be here tonight. But then when I asked you if you wanted to do it, I was like, Oh yeah, we should just do it on the street. So it's hot as fuck right now. I don't know how hot it is but it was, it was like 103 degrees today it's not that hot now but yeah, it's, it's, cold it's, off, very it's still nice. very warm yeah for how late it is so it's perfect night to go uh, sit on a brick wall yeah next to a parking lot and do an interview <laughs> but man yeah I'm trying to think we've played a lot of shows together in the past yeah. and sometimes my chronology does not all, all like line up for me but I've definitely played at at least one house that you lived in uh, what was that house called that was by the water? Uh, we called it the Pack House. Yeah. That stands for... It was po- post-apocalyptic compound. There you go. Yeah. That place was awesome. Yeah. And you, you've also bounced around. You've lived all over California, and I've met up with you in several places. Because definitely L.A. Yeah. Played a show or two we, in we, L.A. A few shows. We played Hollywood. at least twice in Los Angeles. One, yeah. That, was that one in Hollywood? Yeah. That, the upstairs the upstairs place that was like super weird shop downstairs yeah. um, anyway play a bunch of shows you are currently sort of living between Murphy's oh yeah I didn't even say we're in Sonora California at the moment uh, I just played a show at Winter's Tavern uh, our mutual friend Joel Wild set that up and uh, had a fun little experience there we might get into my not, not my worst show ever not my best show ever uh, I didn't even know Casey was going to be here I've been trying to uh, rope him into doing this show for a little bit and then I wasn't sure where you were going to be yeah because we you weren't in Oakland when I was in Oakland no you were in were you in Grass Valley no you were in Murphy's I think I was in Murphy's yeah but you're currently in Oakland about to be in North Carolina yeah yeah I'm about to move across the country. Yeah, which you haven't done before. That's, no. That's new. I've but never... You've, you've toured a bit. You've been out yeah. there. I've, yeah, I've visited yeah. out there several times, so I don't feel like I'm jumping into an unknown. But I've lived in California my entire life. I've right. done 10 West Coast tours, but I've never left the West Coast, really. As far as touring? or As, as far, far as touring. Oh, okay. I've visited New York, and I've... I've been a little bit out on the east coast but for the most part i've spent like almost all my existence on the west coast okay yeah it's like the same yeah it's like basically the same north carolina i've heard in california i've heard people say that the west coast is the best run of america and touring and yeah 
I just was like, okay, I'll just believe that and stay <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah. But I've always itched to like venture out and and tour the East Coast as well. I mean, touring the East Coast stuff. is also nice. Yeah. It's the part in the middle that's tricky. There's lots yeah. of great places, but they're very far apart. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that if you're already on one of the coasts, it's tempting to just tour on the coast. Yeah. Whether it's east or west, but because there's no, I mean, if you're going between like Salt Lake City and Denver, there's like Grand Junction used to have some shows. There might be still some shows, but it's like it's kind of slim pickings in that stretch. And then if you go east of Denver, it's like I think nine hours or something to Wichita is like the closest, maybe 10 or 12 to like um, Lincoln, maybe. It's, yeah, I feel it's, like it's a long, it's a long stretch. Eight or nine is is usually my limit. Yeah, if, if I gotta should, perform yeah. after that drive, exactly. yeah, I've done twelve and fourteen, and I'm it's like, why did I do this to it's, myself? It's a terrible like, idea. Yeah, this is not fun or safe or <laughs> right. ideal for performance. Right. <laughs> if I was really smooth, I'd find a way to make that into a segue. So tell me about one of the times that you did not have a good performance. <laughs> um. So yeah, we talked about potentially my story of my worst show, and I, you know, there's always more than one bad one. Yeah. But yeah. the one that sticks out was, I guess, two years ago now. The first time I had toured during summer, I'd always planned fall and spring, so it's ideal weather. Yeah, that makes sense. Not not only did I never leave the West Coast, I always did it when it was nice out. <laughs> right. right. But yeah, I didn't always. I haven't always made the smartest decisions in booking. Booking is a nightmare for me. Yeah. I, it's like my least favorite part of being a musician. Yeah. Uh, and in this instance, you know, I've been doing it long enough. I know when I see a red flag. Yeah. And I just ignored it. <laughs> right off the bat, the guy asked me out of the blue, found my contact, and asked me to play this place. And that's the exact opposite of booking for me, usually. Okay, that's interesting. Because that's supposed, that's supposed to be a good thing, right? Like, yeah, it should be. I think a lot of people have this idea. And it's, maybe in certain arenas it is, where like if you get asked to play, then you're in higher demand, and that means the show's going to be better. Yeah. But why they, would you they, say for you this was a red flag? There can be scenarios like that. Uh, this is gonna sound terribly prejudiced, but he was an old dude, and I could just tell okay. by like, I don't know. It was one of those like, it wasn't like your friend that hooks you up with shows every time you come right. through. It was like, who is this guy? Okay. <laughs> um, Where? And so it was a barbecue is? place. Okay. So stack that on to. Okay. He asked me to come, and it's a barbecue restaurant. Where was it? Um, it was outside of Morro Bay. Oh, uh, and that like, was that was like that's like my that's my hometown. Not not more Bay, but uh, that's like where I'm from, pretty much. So I had played in San Luis Obispo, and okay. I had hung out in Morro Bay, and in my head it was like, oh, I want to visit the coast again. Yeah. And it was like a Sunday filler. So there was all these little things that I could stack on that's as a really reason to like, <laughs> I'll just go through with it, and. I did drive straight to the coast and was like, oh, this is great, feels good. And yeah. then I like backtracked up to the barbecue place. Anyway, you were coming from Oakland? 
on this tour? Um, I had played Fresno the night before. Okay. This but you were living a, the, in Oakland at the time. I was in, yeah, based out of the Bay. And, yeah, that was my launching point. That's why I couldn't remember if, if two years ago if you were in L.A. or Oakland or where. It's 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 becoming hard for me okay. to remember, too. <laughs> I feel like two years ago you were in L.A. I don't remember how long you were in L.A., but... I was definitely back in Northern California okay. for this for this run. Okay. I did three short runs after moving back to Northern California. Moving back to mostly Murphy's or yeah. at that point. Yeah. Okay. But I bounced around a lot too. I was right. up up in Humboldt and I wound up back in the oh, Bay right. again. Right. So anyways, I get to barbecue place and <laughs> uh, owner and his bro are smoking a bowl out back and it's just not open yet or whatever and I'm like, all right, this feels chill. And then I, yeah, I get in, the guy who set it up, it's just a, like, bad energy right away. I'm like, this isn't good. Not a soul in sight. So and, bad energy how? Like, just because it's um, empty? Or because... Um, I just didn't feel comfortable. I think that's the easiest way to put okay. it. Like, I didn't feel comfortable with the guy who had set it up once he showed up. I just, like, um, I could tell that he was maybe expecting something that I was not about to do. Now that's interesting because I feel like it's. I'm just wondering about. Number one, it's a barbecue place. I mean, you and I have talked about this. We both have played sort of like very traditional venues and then like places that are not necessarily. And that can be awesome. Yeah. When it's like a friend yeah. like, who gets like, oh, we, we do shows in this Sometimes it's skating the best. rink and yeah. it's weird, but it's awesome. Yeah. Uh. But in this case, you get there and you get the feeling like, this is not a place where I would normally play and there's nobody running the show that kind of knows what I do or... Yeah. yeah. So the other red flag was I was looking for local support and he was like, no, you don't need it. No. I'm like, do you know any other bands? No, we're not going to book another band. And okay. it was kind of like, well, I don't want to play to no one. Right. And it's key to have someone that someone wants to watch if I've never been in this area <laughs> right and it was kind of like the fact that he was resisting that that should have been another like no don't do this but I, yeah was there a guarantee no okay so I could see where that's a red flag yeah because if it's the kind of thing where there's sort of a built-in crowd and they want to provide music but they're not relying on the music to bring people in and they're willing to do a guarantee I played shows like that where there's no one else playing, but it's just it's like, well, because yeah, you're sort of the entertainment. You're the yeah. You're the background. Their deal was a hundred percent of the donations and tips goes to the artists. But it's if there's a, zero people in the restaurant, it's really yeah. hard to drum that up. And also, it's weird to say a hundred percent. Of course, a hundred percent of the tips. Why would you ever not get the tips? That's weird. Yeah. To even say that. I think that was just a way of roping artists. Yeah. It was a sales pitch. 100% of your money. <laughs> yeah. That you get you to beg keep for all the money that you earn. That you beg for <laughs> from people. <laughs> this uh, is a conversation I just had today with a friend uh, through email because, like, he booked me this show in LA at, like, a bookstore and we're trying to figure out. First, the vibe I was getting was that it was like, he's going to come and let me play and then there will be no money. And I was just like, look, I'm willing to do it with no guarantee, but there's going to be somebody there who promotes and who will ask for money. And he's like, well, you're welcome to pass a hat. And I'm like, I don't, that's not the same thing. <laughs> will there be somebody who tries you're to You're welcome to try and get something. <laughs> right. 
but it's a bookstore and I, it finally it turned out like there is a local band who actually understands I think I mean I'm, I'm sort of uh-huh. hoping here I think that understands booking understands what it means for like a touring person to play a show and I think it'll be fine it probably won't be great but it'll be like okay um, but so anyway you got you got these red flags but I went for it anyways yeah and well at that so, point you're there yeah I'm, I'm there and I try, I try and start loading in, and then ne- yeah, next snag is, they're like, "What's with all these speakers?" Right. And you've seen me play. Yeah, I play loud. That's yeah. That's how I've always been. I used to play in bands that were loud, and when yeah. I went solo, it was like I wasn't down with turning it quiet for some right. reason. Yeah, I just wanted that full sound. Yeah. And so yeah, they're refusing to let me bring my speakers in, okay. and they want me to play on their PA, which is derived of like house speakers. Like he's running it through the old phonograph amplifier oh, wow. into the restaurant. And I, yeah, I mean, granted they were nice house speakers, but you're not supposed to play live music right. through that, <laughs> and. So I have to bring my guitar amp. I can't not do that. Right. But I have a half stack that's supposed to be matching my PA. Right. So I'm trying to run my half stack on one, <laughs> and the guy that owns the restaurant keeps going, nah, it's just going to be too loud. Like, and I haven't even played a song yet. Right. And, and I'm like, well, who am I disturbing other than you? Why don't you just go back outside and smoke weed again? And he was like, he starts calling me Corey. And it's like, that kind of broke the tension for me. I was getting upset, and I really was stressed out. Because uh, it's a lot of work for me to load all my shit in and set it up. And and I don't want to be so uncomfortable that I don't even want to play after right. doing that work. And he's like, you just got to get your sound right, Corey. You just kept <laughs> saying shit like that. And I never corrected him once. This, this guy, he knows what's up. You need yeah. to listen to him, Corey. And, and like little does he know that like I just played four or five nights that were like so good every night and right. he's in there telling me you just gotta get your sound right <laughs> and, you gotta uh, get your sound to play uh, for house speakers in a barbecue joint the guy who booked it is keeps pitching that like oh our live stream though like everybody was gonna tune in to the live stream and it's like I'm not comfortable with you live streaming me because I'm not even comfortable with playing in this situation and it's going to be a terrible performance. I'm like <laughs> anticipating this. Did you tell him that? Yeah. Yeah. And he... Like he didn't ask you if you wanted to live stream. He just... He... Yeah. He got it and he was like, well... Because they had a whole like system hooked up where okay. they do like their own barbecue radio station or whatever. Barbecue radio? <laughs> Is that thing? That's awesome. Uh, and... Yeah, another thing was, like, they wouldn't allow live drums in there, so they had this electric kit that just stayed on stage all the time. Okay. And so, yeah, that was, like, I barely had room to set up my my synths. And anyways, I, I finally was, like, all right, I'm going to try. And I'm struggling because, like, all the way on the other side of the restaurant, I'm getting a little bit of quiet synthesizer in my voice. Like, my dry voice... Wait, so there's no in, monitor either? No, no, no. So oh, my wow. dry voice <laughs> on the stage is louder than what's coming out of the, right. the stereo right. speaker across the room. And then my guitar is just 
fucking blaring behind me <laughs> on one. Right. I've got it on one. And, yeah, I played probably three songs before I said, I'm done. Yeah. And, yeah, I just wrapped my shit up. And I was so flustered, I left uh, left a mic stand there. Oh, shit. And it, that was what, like, when I got to Los Angeles, because I drove straight to L.A. from there. Right. And it was, like, a couple hours. I got to Los Angeles, and I think it just kind of dawned on me, like, maybe I left something. I had that weird feeling. And then, sure enough, I checked the next morning. So I had to go and buy and replace it. Uh, oh man! And I think, to to me, what made it the worst show was that he said, "I saw you play at Linnea's, which is a little." I know Linnea's. That's what I mean. Yeah. And he said, "So I knew you were willing to play for free." Oh. And it was like, you can't just make that assumption that because I played a free show. Did you play for free? At I did. Because they I used did. to do like a seventy-five dollar guarantee. I played. Oh, the actually it depends. Actually, they usually I, they only do three seventy-five dollar slots per month, and then if you book after they've already got the three, then it's for tips. Uh, but yeah, that's a, still really that's shitty either way. Yeah, like I saw you play a free show, so I thought, yeah, yeah. that's the guy for me. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have the audacity to be like I've got like this much under my belt I've been doing this for a fucking decade right and you just slap me in the face by saying like well I saw you played that one free show so I know that you're willing to do this for nothing like uh, it just added this like extra sting to the whole situation like you had played Linnea's the previous tour or something yeah yeah and it wasn't it wasn't great me and my friend Justin played in the back to a handful of people it was one of those situations where like you didn't come here for music. It's a coincidence that we're both here. Yeah. But the show was good enough that people enjoyed it, and I got, like, a free dessert, and that was, like, enough <laughs> for me. I was like, I, I went camping at the beach with yeah. Sam and Justin. And, in, like, Pismo or something? Or? Uh, we, stand, we, we were just, I think it was Morro Bay. That, was, Bay. that yeah. was why I was like, I want to go back to Morro okay. Bay, and that's right. why I played that shitty show. <laughs> I'm curious, because you said there were red flags at the beginning. Was there some party that's like, this is not going to be an awesome show, but maybe I'll get some barbecue out of it, or maybe it's, like, better than nothing? I was just trying to fill a, a date. Yeah. And I think that was what it was. Yeah. Like, a little weird, obsessive, compulsive me, like, pointed out, I want to play these days for this tour, yeah. and I couldn't nail down that Sunday. Yeah. And I had really low expectations. I really did. Yeah. I was like a meal they said that you could camp out there and I thought if it was comfortable enough like yeah. oh yeah I'll stay there but because I was so stressed out by yeah. the whole thing I was yeah. like screw you guys so even Corey ain't like, staying <laughs> Corey out <laughs> <laughs> so even with low expectations it was a shitty show yeah yeah shit I mean there's maybe one other incident that was almost on par with that and it was a new venue they didn't do anything to promote it was another situation where i said i need a local supporting act can you help me and they couldn't right and i reached out and that fell through anyways the lady that had bought the bar gave us this like whatever the opposite of a pep talk is like moments before i walked on stage just ripped me and the other band apart wait where was this uh santa 
Santa Clara. It was when I was living in San Jose still. Yeah. And Wait, what do you mean? Like, just... Like, she knew your music and was, like, insulting your music? or it, No, it was like a... You think you're so big on the internet, but you're clearly nothing in real life. Look, nobody is here. And there was, like, six... <laughs> there was, like, six people there to see me. And it was... I wanted to say, like... If you didn't have a band tonight, there would be no one in your bar. Right. right. Would you have just stayed home and watched TV? And is that why you're mad? Like, right. what is the... And I finally just said, like, well, I have to play now, and I can't listen to this anymore and play. I, I got to, like, just go up there and do it. And so I walked away from right. it. Right. Uh, and, yeah, it, was, it wasn't that terrible because the sound was good and the lights were good and the, like... Yeah. The sound guy had a like sidekick, and they were funny. And, okay. You know, I was able to enjoy the night. Yeah. But it was a very like, like, wow, this is hard enough without someone like ripping me apart right before I play. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> well, I think I told you the show that we I just played. Uh, so there, there were like what maybe like three people at the bar, and then like Joel. And there was six to eight people. In yeah, the room, there may, yeah. yeah, maybe eight. Yeah, I think eight at the top, including the guy who promoted the show, his girlfriend, you who came out to see the show, and my friend Sarah who was here for the show, and then there were like three or four other people, and they were at the bar, and the thing is, I heard them, I could hear them talking throughout the set. I had no expectations of a quiet room. Uh, there was a point towards the end where I started singing and I heard everyone get quiet. I was like, oh, okay, that sometimes happens, you know. They're like, oh, he's singing. Now I guess we should be quiet for a second. And then it stayed quiet and I didn't realize that was already towards the end of the set and then I noticed when I finished that those people had left. So it was like they left in the last, like, 10 minutes of the show or whatever for, like, an hour set. And I knew that the situation was going to be like it was supposed to be Joel had told me $125 I thought that was high for this kind of gig for like in a little town and whatever and it turned out it was actually 75 and then the guy was like he pulled me aside afterward well I went in there to say like hey should I should I settle up with you do we wait till the end of the night or now he pulls me aside to say man there's no way I can give you $75 like everyone in the bar left and I'm like, yeah, I mean, there were three people who were in there who stayed for most of the show and then left at the end of the, like, ten minutes from the end. Uh, and I, I'm totally fine with it being that they left because of me. I don't necessarily care, but uh, he's sitting there trying to, like, make me feel bad. Yeah. And I just was like, man, I'm, I, and maybe it's, you were saying, you, you know, that I, you mentioned how, like, I just kept arguing with them and you would have given up. And I, part of it is like, I'm not, I'm just not going to feel bad. Like, I, I don't, I don't care if those people like my music. I mean, if they do, cool. That's bonus. I think what he's not realizing is that you're a struggling business too. Yeah. You know what I mean? To me, it's just like, if you book music at your establishment you should listen to it yeah and if you think it won't do well in your establishment i get you shouldn't many many more no thank yous than 
confirmations for shows and I get even more like just no replies yeah that's fine I fully expect that my music will not work in every space but if you say I'm gonna give you $75 to play this show and it's a guarantee then that's what you're doing and I had to sit there and fucking argue with him and he was trying to get out of it by making me feel bad that I that I had driven the three people who were at the bar out of the room and I, I wonder, I, I mean, there are times in my life when I might have felt bad, but I don't know if it's just because I was only thinking about the money for this show. I mean, that was really, uh-huh. like, I wanted to play somewhere between Sacramento and L.A. The Fresno show didn't work out. The Hanford, that place in Hanford that we're just, talking about, yeah. they don't do shows anymore. They, yeah. they recently stopped. Um, and so, you know, Joel... I know Joel. Joel's amazing. I wanted to see Joel, and I was like, cool, I'll play a show in Sonora. I've never played there before. I was totally open to it being cool, but I had no expectations. And really, the only thing was like, well, if there's a small guarantee, and I, again, I thought it was 125 or 75. Uh, but that at the end of the show, I was like, dude, I played for three of my friends. That's what I ended up doing. And I, that's fine. I had a good time. But if the other three people at the bar weren't into it, that's not going to ruin my day. And you need to give me that money that you said yeah. you would. But I love that he was trying to make me feel bad. Like, look, I'm sorry to say this, man, but they left because of you. Like, yeah. Um, where's my money? <laughs> like yeah, say. He was trying to base it on sales, but a guarantee does not work that way. Right. And but like you said, the struggling business thing, and I realized that bartenders don't make a ton of money, but they make a lot more money than touring musicians. And I'm not. They have feel... a guarantee every night that right. they work. Most and people, they get it. most people who work have a guarantee. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, could you imagine you if you showed up for any other job and they were like, "We didn't do so great today, yeah. so I'm not going to pay you." I've actually been through that. In other jobs outside <laughs> yeah, of music. Yeah, and outside of music. Yeah. What what other job? Um, it happened to me a few times in Los Angeles and okay. uh, in the cannabis industry. Okay. People, it's not, you wind city. up in situations where you have to like fight for your money. Yeah. And like I said, I, I give up pretty easy sometimes. Man, uh, I, I make very, very little money. And obviously the kind of music that you or I make, it's not for the money. But if somebody, I get guarantees rarely enough in the U.S. that if somebody gives me a guarantee... You're really counting that's on it. That's not negotiable anymore. Yeah. That was negotiable. That's, yeah. That's why they the call it a guarantee. At the beginning, not at the end. Like, at the end, at the beginning, he was like, ah, man, I can't do a 75 guarantee. Then, then yeah, then I would either come into it knowing that there was no guarantee. If I really wanted to, just like, see Joel and come through Sonora because yeah. I'd never been here, then I would do it. And if I was like, ah, I can't risk it. It's too much extra driving. It's not on the way to anything, really. I mean, it's kind yeah. of on the way, but then, you know... I turned off from Stockton and it's like another hour just like into the into the mountains that I'm gonna like backtrack tomorrow, yeah. you know. So yeah, I just think it's funny. He he was hoping that would that he could get me to forfeit my guarantee by because I felt bad that the three people the three loud they, people who talked I, through my I'm set, sure they just bar hopped up to the next bar. Yeah. And yeah, it's 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 ridiculous to yeah. 
offer a guarantee and then change your mind. Yeah. It's not a guarantee if you don't like follow through. With I it. have had shows where that's happened before, but it was usually the one other time I can think of. It was a friend, and he still paid me, but he didn't pay me that night. It was annoying, but it was like he it was this dude um, Casey Jones in Little Rock, Arkansas, and. Uh, Sweet dude, totally sweet dude. But like, I had played shows of his before, and I was trying to book this show, and it was like right after South by Southwest, and it did not look very promising. And I was almost like, maybe I should just not play a show, because. But he was like, no, no, there's this show actually. You're gonna, you know, the band Psychic Hills. Oh. You hear that? They're on uh, Sacred Bones, okay. and they're awesome. They're really awesome. I hadn't heard of them before that, but he's like. You're going to play with this band. They're, like, this really big band, and they'll have a draw, and, like, it'll actually be good, even though there's no locals on it. And I was like, okay, well, I forget. We're talking, and he's a friend. He's, like, somebody that, he's that DIY guy, like, um, in Little Rock, or was at the time. Yeah. And so, you know, I didn't have any huge expectations, but then he told me that he was, he had, like, guaranteed them $100, and I was like, man, I've never played a Casey Jones show that made $100. So if you've already guaranteed more money than the show's going to make, I probably need to not play this show because I'm going to make no money at all. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Basically. It's going to be better than that. <laughs> he's, he's like assuring me it's going to be better because they're like a big deal. And I was like, well, would you be willing to give me a $50 guarantee? And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. Now, it's again, this is a DIY guy. So I never, like, I never would have expected him to normally. I'd normally play, like, house shows, like, mm-hmm. galleries. And I'm not expecting a guarantee at a house show, you know. But in this situation, I just asked him, and he said, yeah, I'll do it. And I'm like, okay, that puts my mind at ease. Like, if, you're, if you've guaranteed $100 to them and $50 to me, then you have to make this decent. Like, that's, yeah. now that's the incentive for the promoter to, like, do his yeah. job. Well, he ended up go. he was at South By... And then, like, didn't promote at all. Didn't put up a flyer. Like, I get to the... He was out of town. Yeah, he was out of town for, like, the week before the show. And he didn't even make a flyer before he left. So, like, when I got to the venue... And it's this place, Vino's Pizza. And there's flyers all in the window when you go in. And you see all these flyers, you're like, oh, there's no flyer for the show that's happening tonight. That's a bad sign. Like... If he had made a flyer at all, it would be at least in the window of the venue. Yeah. So I'm sort of like, okay, well, we'll see how it goes. Not a single person came to the show. Like, not a single person. It was him and his girlfriend, and then, like, two dudes who worked there that were, like, had just gotten off and, like, hanging out. But nobody paid to get in at all. So the show made zero dollars. And so... I felt bad for him because I knew the the money was coming out uh-huh. of his pocket, but I was yeah. also like, "You, this was your this was your fuck up, you know." <laughs> like, so I went up to him and I was like, "Man," um, I started talking to him and he's like, "Dude, I'm really sorry. This this sucks. I'm sorry. This show was so shitty." I was like, "Yeah, man, it sucks. I mean, it's shitty, but I guess it's you know, it happens." He's like, yeah, I owe them a hundred bucks though. And he said it like he forgot that he owed me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you owe, you owe me $50, dude. And he's like, oh, right, shit. <laughs> dude, well, I don't have it on me, but I will get it to you this week. I was like, oh, 
okay. And then I gave him, like, I waited, like, a week and a little bit more. Yeah. And I hollered at him and was like, hey, dude. And he's like, man, some shit kind of came up. Life is expensive. <laughs> right? And uh, next week for sure. Like, I get paid on Friday. And I can hit you next week. So I wait another week. And it's the same shit. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to, like, call you every week for this. Like, yeah. Like, that's what a guarantee is. Like, you're supposed to have it at the show. And, like, will you just pay me, please, <laughs> when you soon as you can? Yeah, okay. And I'm, I sort of gave up. After, like, the second or third time, I was like, all right, this isn't worth yeah. me dealing with. But I, at least two years later, I was, like, playing a house show. I At that point, I just stopped contacting when I was coming through Little Rock. I was just like, all right, Casey's not reliable. Like, he's a sweet, sweet dude, but... I guess he just he's out of the game or something <laughs> and uh, I was playing some other house show and I'm like walking up to the house and he's like standing on the lawn and he like hands me $50 <laughs> I don't remember how long it was but it was like at least a year I think it was like two years later I'm like okay man you came through it was late but <laughs> I didn't guarantee win <laughs> yeah I just guaranteed $50 at some point uh, but that's the only time I can think of where like Somebody with good intentions kind of just didn't yeah. get what a guarantee is, and it took took a long time. But you know, it, honestly, with this show tonight, it's funny because the, I think I told you at the end he was like, "Well, I guess I'll give you seventy five dollars, but uh, I don't want you to play here again." <laughs> he was said it so serious, and I was like. Yeah, dude. I it's think mutual. that's been a step. Well, I just said, yeah, agreed. And I, I didn't want to, like, yeah. press my luck because he'd already agreed now to give me the yeah. money that he had previously agreed to. But, um, yeah, I guess what's a trip is, like, it's not his place. No. Like, he's the bartender. I think he feels extra responsible because the owner's out of town right now. The owner's out of town, but the owner's the one who made the guarantee. Yeah. So... I just don't and know. I don't I don't think that because the owner like legitimately cares that's why the guarantee exists here yeah I think he really like I'll take a hit to make sure you get to your next show right like he's got that mindset and the bartender's like I want to keep my job so I've got to keep the doors open here right so I think that's the the, the conflict that's going on in that guy's head but uh yeah, I heard him discuss it verbally with Joel in yeah. the other room. Right. And was like, I can't do 125, but I can do 75. Yeah. And then, yeah. And like I said, they, don't, they were not promoting. I literally, five minutes before I left my house, saw that you were playing here, had no idea. Yeah. And told my parents that I have to go be the lonely applause for my friend's seat. <laughs> 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 because I played here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And there was a few more people, but it was it was not a great show. Right. Which was kind of rough for me because I hadn't played I hadn't played a show in six months, which is the right. longest I've gone in yeah. ten years. Yeah. No, so no. for that to be me like, all right, I'm gonna do a show, it was very like, oh, that was not a good first one back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, and I makes me it's feel hard. not so bad about my break. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I almost feel bad saying anything because Joel is a sweetheart and I appreciate you know I 
in this in this show where I'm talking about worst shows ever, I'm, there's always the the worry that like it's gonna sound ungrateful, you know, to the people who who make an effort to put on shows. But um, I mean, I love Joel. I know Joel, Joel appreciates that. Like Joel's been on tour, knows what it's like to yeah. you know. I appreciate that he that he he's like I live in this little town and there's like nobody comes through here and tries to get he's hook up his friends with shows he's really pumped culture into this tiny right. town and there have been some amazing shows right but I can tell he's burnt he's just not okay. he doesn't he doesn't want to invite people to the bar seven days a week yeah, he does totally. he's just kind of yeah. Uh, yeah he deactivated his Facebook I saw that, a while yeah. back and yeah. that's definitely that was a red flag for me yeah I was kind of like I couldn't find him on Facebook anymore then I was like are you going to be promoting this show yeah or if you're like taking a break from the internet it's not likely that you're going to be promoting the show a whole bunch I feel like he's settling down some yeah and yeah every once in a while it's a big hurrah yeah and then the rest of the time there's only a handful of bands up here right and when you've already exhausted the local talent yeah like they don't they don't even want to hop on bills anymore at a right. certain point and then touring bands get screwed so and that's the thing you you know that place in Hanford that Fat Alberts yeah when they were doing shows I'll play a sh- shitty show to like three people if there's a guarantee yeah and at least then I know I'm not gonna like lose money getting there and I know that not every place can do that but I also I can't I don't know yeah like a place like Fat Albert's or this place, if they make enough money on, like, selling food or beer and they can afford to do that, cool. If they can't, then they have to know that and then not not book musicians, I guess. I mean, that's or only book local folks who want to play for free or something, but... Country or quit. Country or quit, as they say. <laughs> yeah. I would have to say it's... Sometimes the worst shows that make you really appreciate the good nights. Certainly. You know? Certainly. Because it's, it's the contrast. When you have, like, a show that's just all right, but all the music was good, and there was, like, a handful of people that you love. Yeah. That's enough to be like, it was a great fucking night. Yeah, totally. Especially when you compare it to your shit shows. Right. And I will say, I think about this a lot because of this show. Um... I love playing music. I'm having a good time. But I think for me, the expectations go a long way. If I go into a bar and I, I size it up and I say, okay, these people at the bar are not going to be listening to me. They're going to be talking through my set. Then I think, okay, well, I'll just have a good time. Like, and explore whatever musical thing I'm trying to do. There's people, there's some people in the front that are interested. Play to them. Play for myself. It's still, that at that moment, it's still... A wonderful, pleasurable experience, um, and I realized that most of the time, like my worst, worst shows are where like I don't even want to be up there because yeah. I feel like uh, I'm playing for people that where there's hostility or something where like I'm just trying to get it over with. But in a situation like this, I don't. I didn't feel threatened. I just felt like, yeah, this isn't gonna work out great. Like you, you're not gonna be into this. I'm not into you. You're not into me. Maybe it'll be better, but I'm not going to expect it to be better. But it's still fine. 
it just feel this wasn't like one of my worst shows. This is just like a mediocre show. Yeah. The only part of this that I hated, you were talking about how much you hate booking. I hate booking also. The only part I really hate is when I have to fucking argue to argue collect just for what was already promised. You yeah. Know? If it was the kind of thing where there was no guarantee and he was like, dude, I can't you you drove the three people who were paying out. Yeah. I can't give you more than fifty bucks. Then I I wouldn't argue. I'd just be like, yeah, that sucks, but fine. Yeah. But if you make a guarantee and it's like, then I have to argue just to get what was already promised. That's what I really. I was getting really flustered in there. But yeah. I, I'm glad I in this case I did keep arguing. So yeah. Actually, <laughs> and the I, only the only consequence is I can't come back. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, Joel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might not see for a while. <laughs> so it's somewhere else. <laughs> Well, something might pop up again in this town. Every yeah. every town is always a slightly evolving thing. Yeah. Shit, dude. I'll probably see you in North Carolina next. Yeah. That's weird to think about, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to stop seeing you because you're always everywhere. I'm, I'm in many places. <laughs> you can say goodbye to a lot of folks, but not me. <laughs> You um, will find me no matter what town I, I land in. Probably will. Did you do? So definitely in Boone. If you end up in Boone, man, I love Boone. Um, thanks for doing this. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah. Appreciate that we caught up. Yeah. Uh, good luck. This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the Patreon pledges of the one of Wyman, Meg Roberts. Christina Poez and Evan Quayberg. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worst show ever.